Hello, and welcome to our podcast called the Virtual CISO Chronicles. In this podcast, I will interview a virtual CISO to talk about cybersecurity, entrepreneurship, and business. I'm your host, Caroline McCaffrey, one of the co-founders of ClearOps, a software platform exclusively for virtual CISOs, cybersecurity professionals who consult with companies to build cybersecurity programs. To tell you a little bit about me, I have over 22 years of experience as a startup lawyer, and I like to think of myself as an advocate, especially in the field of data privacy and cybersecurity. But I grew up in an entrepreneurial home, and I absolutely love listening to people's stories. So I started this podcast to feature people who are working hard in cybersecurity to make the world a better place. Our guest today is Kenny Scott. Thank you so much for joining me, Kenny, and welcome to the podcast. So happy to be here. Delighted. Thank you. So to get us started, please tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and if you can include something that's non-security related, that would be Sure, good. sure. Yeah, so I guess non-security related, probably the most important thing is uh, I've been married to my wife, Angie, who's amazing for, I guess, uh, math is hard for me, about 18 years, yeah, 18 years now, and we have five uh, just awesome children and um Amazing. Uh, they're yeah, they're growing up really fast, and they're a handful. But uh, I just they're my world, and I love them. And so that's probably the the, the non security thing that takes up most of my life, right? Is my family. Um, yeah. So there's that. Um, yeah, my background. I've been in. Um, I don't have 22 years, but I've got about 16 years of cybersecurity experience. I started at PwC, and I did you know. Lots of work for awesome companies, uh, Google and JP Morgan um, in the Bay Area, uh, working working for PwC and um, uh, worked there for a while, loved it, and then moved into, well, I loved certain things about it. <laughs> and then I, yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess I got to be honest here, right? Um, part of the reason I started Paramify were the things that I didn't like love about, you know, the job, right? So uh mm -hmm. Yeah, and just worked in industry. I was at a long time at Adobe. Um, I worked with a lot of really awesome people there. Um, I architected uh, with some with with the people that I was working. We architected the Common Controls Framework, uh, which uh, I see lots of those now. But we open sourced that um, thousands and thousands of downloads, and so I kind of wow. split uh, ventured off into my own to start Paramify uh, about. Um, I, I, we officially started the software company a year ago, right? So we're pretty new, but I've been in the space a long time. Great. And so along the way, did you have any mentors or anyone that you would say helped you in your journey with cybersecurity? I'm thinking specifically about PwC and your comment. That I have a few questions actually when you, <laughs> but, um, yeah, if any, any mentors? Absolutely. I mean, it takes a village. I, we, one of the things we say is it takes a village to, to raise a security program, you know, and <laughs> that's what we say. Right. Um, and I've been the recipient of so many amazing professionals that have been willing to give me really tough feedback. You know, one of the great things about going into PwC out of, uh, out of college is right away you're thrust into really important conversations with you know higher level executives at you know at fortune 50 companies mm -hmm. and um you're just you know you didn't we i didn't really have very much experience i think before that i was you know doing little programming jobs for people here and there and 
I worked at a bank and definitely wasn't very professional. Still, I'm not that professional sometimes, uh, but that, you know, you, you grow up really fast. Um, I had coaches that were built into that. Um, the partners there were really awesome to me and gave me all sorts of great opportunities. So nothing but good things. Um, my coach that was assigned to me was especially tough, right? He okay. said things, you know, when I was, uh, when I was young, I, I was kind of, I, I talked about this last week in, on a panel discussion, hmm. but I think uh, there's two kinds of people. There's the people that are focused on really appearing to be good. And then there's the people that are focused on doing good. And, and I think we're kind of, we find ourselves on not just on one side of the spectrum always, but definitely in the beginning, I was so nervous because there's these high pressure situations. And so um, I didn't, you know, I didn't know that like silence was okay, but I remember one time I had a coach that was like, Kenny, you're a nice guy, but when you talk, I feel like you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and, uh, oh and it was, and it, yeah. And I laughed really hard because I mean, I'm just like, yeah, you see right through me. But I think at that point, that was actually a really defining moment for me, which is, you know, and I'd been reading books about this, you know, uh, self-help books all the time. Uh, and I, you know, that was really the root of it is, am I focused on appearing good or am I focused on really uh, getting the right answer and knowing my stuff? And uh, so like little things like that, that's the most pronounced uh, feedback moment I got. Hmm. Um, and after that, I was really focused on how do I become really good, not at fulfilling some sort of role, but focused on the problems that are in my sphere of influence. And, you know, as I did that, um, I started to really love my job because um, let's be honest, right? You, you know, audit work, you know, InfoSec audit work is really, um, it's vast. It's huge, right? Yeah. We're covering everything from physical security all the way to code security. And when you're just out of college and you have some sort of degree, uh, you don't know anything or you, you don't know anything. And so, um, which is the truth, right? You don't know what you're talking about. And so you got to go through those situations and just build, you know, line upon line, little on, little, little on, you know, little, little by little, right. Just kind of build your knowledge. Um, takes a long time. Um, so yeah, experience matters, right. And uh, speaking of coming out of college and going directly into security audit, how did, how did that even pique your interest? Oh my gosh. I don't really have a good answer for that. Um, in fact, you know, um, so our office, um, here at Paramify is right by where I was going to school. I went to BYU and, um, my, um, my journey was I was going to go work investment banking because I love finance so much and I love business. Um, and I still do, and I still mm -hmm. read business books. I, I love it. Hmm. Um, but I, took some programming classes later on and I loved it like so much. And I got, I just got into it really fast and I was already graduating. And so instead of doing computer science, I did an information systems degree because I was able to, I had a lot of business classes and um, uh, PwC and all these other consulting firms were just, you know, recruiting. And I just made some friends with the group and they gave me an offer and I did it. And I remember the first day 
I'm like, what, what am I actually doing? I don't, I don't really know what I'm actually doing. <laughs> um, but that's, that's the great thing about it, right, Caroline, is that mm-hmm. when you go get a great job at a, at a premier firm, you're going to run into friction on day one. Yep. Right? But you they're also into... going to give you the support and the training, I assume. That's right. You run yeah. into friction and then there's support and training. And then it's just amazing. So it's a, just a huge, it's a great growth ramp. And so I'm actually, I would say a bad fit for InfoSec, like in general, like my personality, but I love, I love so much, you know, um, I love so much just um, solving problems and there's tons of them. And I like making security approachable for people that, you know, need to implement security. And I mean, I don't know what your experience is, Carolyn, but like a lot of times at companies, you'll have your the security people are over there. They go to lunch together and, um, you know, they just do the, they do security for the company. But good security involves everybody. Yeah. And you have to make InfoSec approachable for everybody. So that's kind of one of our missions at Verify, right, is to make it approachable, make it something that everybody can do. A hundred percent agree with you. In fact, I just gave a presentation on um, presenting cybersecurity to the board where I emphasized that point uh, over oh. and over again. But I want to focus on Pramify now. In how yeah. did you go from PwC and what influenced you along the way to say, now I'm going to start Pramify? And, and please tell the audience what Pramify does. Yeah, sure. So Pramify is an InfoSec platform that helps uh secure helps company yeah so let me start over <laughs> yeah so yeah so paramify is an infosec platform that helps companies organize their security program and then we automate deliverables um so so for example um i'll, I'll give you a couple use cases uh the first company that the reason i started paramify I was getting a lot of consulting engagements to help them implement FedRAMP, right? Mm. Or to help them implement SOC 2 or help them implement ISO 27001 or SOC 2 or FedRAMP again or StateRAMP. And um, very early on into it, honestly, I was kind of taking a break and I was going to look at, you know, investment banking again or like just (laughs) starting my own fund. So crazy. Um, (laughs) Uh, but someone asked me if I wanted to do FedRAMP for them. And I, I have a lot of experience with it. I'm like, yeah, nah, I don't want to. <laughs> and I gave them a, I gave them a, I gave them a recommendation. And about two months later, it was 7.32 AM. I remember 7.32 AM. And I got a text uh, from my contact that said, Hey, you know, just give me a rate for FedRAMP. It's not really working out with these other guys and I and I really like how you approach InfoSec. And um I said, okay, here's my rate. And he said, done. And I'm like, I mean, here's my rate, because now I was on the hook to do it. And so um I thought that I would automate a lot of the deliverables because you know I, I had a really good baseline knowledge of how InfoSec programs are done. And mm-hmm. the theory is that you know you don't have to for like a DOD IL5 package there's almost 800 or so requirements that mm-hmm. someone's going to, there's over 800 requirements that you will have to implement when you go. It's not just NIST and there's like 400 or so controls. There's a lot of subsections within there. I mean, you're familiar with it. Probably AC2 goes all the way through K. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. And those those responsibilities for AC2 are shared by DevOps. They're shared by you know HR, IT. Um, oh, there's a lot of different roles that are involved with that particular control. And so what I did is I built a really embarrassing prototype that uh, would help <laughs> distribute and organize the security program, tied you know and automate some policy generation, not templates, but automate it. Mm-hmm. and then um, distribute those to the right people so that they could own them. And so instead of, you know, getting a FedRAMP document that they look at, they are looking at um, a, a, like 10 or so risk solutions that describe how to implement Okta, right? How they, how they keep, how they configure it and how they distribute that and how service teams can, you know, consume that service that's being stood up by the IT team. Hmm. And um, it just got better and better. And we got to the point where we had just an intake form where we just go through their stack, right? So we're going through your stack and we're saying, hey, who are the people that are involved with your security program? So the roles, uh, where are you implemented? You know, are you implementing AWS, US? Are you in Oregon? Are you in Virginia? So the regions, are you on-prem? You know, cause that changes the risk and the solutions that you'll need to implement. You know, so your people, your places, and then the components that make up the security program. So we have a really, really awesome way to, to, to kind of bring you in, in, you know, in an hour. So you have your first iteration of your, you know, 900 page SSP. So, yeah, yeah, so we've had a lot of success with uh, big, big companies that people know about and even small companies that have no budget, right, to get to, you know, state ramp. So uh, we have we just brought on a company. Their process to get on was an hour because we went through that, mm-hmm. and then um, we implemented their SSP for them. Um, and they're iterating on it, right? Obviously, you, you're getting like ninety five percent of ninety percent of the way there, maybe maybe a little less, maybe more. It depends, right? But um, they really love that because they can't, you know, they can't go to they don't have in their budget you know, $100,000 or more, you know, to pay a consultant to implement, you know, all that documentation, which takes, which takes months if you're right. going, you know, one through one, but, you know, you have some automation in place. It makes it better and better. So that's really interesting. It sounds like you organically found yourself to be the founder of a company, a software company. Exactly right. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Which is, you know, it, it's, very few go that route. It's it, it I, in my experience and, and to people I've talked to. Um, so you, you have now founded Pramify and you decided, oh, this is something that people need and I'm going to turn it into a formal company and I'm going to start running this essentially startup business myself. Um, What's been the hardest part of turning it into now a full-time job? Oh gosh. I, <laughs> I mean, volumes could be written, right? But yes. Um, I don't know. I mean, you you have a lot of experience here too. So you're probably gonna relate in a lot of ways. Yes. Uh, the first thing was um I didn't spend a dollar on marketing or sales, right? I didn't spend anything and I that I used to think that was so cool, Carolyn. I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. It just comes to me, you know, and it's always going to be this way. 
Um, and um, I had this, they were coming to me because I had this expertise. And so what was I, where are some face plants, you know, for Paramify? Okay, in the beginning, it was, in the beginning, it's like, well, truncating feedback from customers, you mm-hmm. know, because I'm the expert, right? Yeah. I'm becoming, you know, I'm an artisan, you know, and so that is something that has totally changed for me. And I'm so that that's good because otherwise we'd be in big trouble, right? Because we have, there's, <laughs> there's key things, right? Yeah, gotta <laughs> so, iterate, yeah. <laughs> right. You got to iterate. Yeah. I would say in general, going from consulting, even with a prototype to a SaaS is just hugely difficult, hugely difficult um, because how do you take your brain and put it into software? So I had several people that, you know, I tried to find technical co-founder with. Um, I'm okay at coding, but I'm not great, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so I had to kind of go through designs. I had a co-founder that actually, um, the, guy, the guy that I had chosen and we were going really good, you know, it was really scrappy, um, made some progress. He died, right? Oh, um, oh my gosh. It was, it was so sad. It was just- oh, so um, sorry. Yeah, no, it's okay, Jacob one of the best people ever. And it was just a tragedy. And so, you know, anything that can happen in entrepreneurship will happen, mm-hmm. you know, all sorts of family hardships, you know, I mm-hmm. have five kids. And so I had all five of those kids when I started it. And so I don't think uh, you're going to see any, we're, we're, we're going to be atypical and you're, you know, we're not with Y Combinator or anything, but I don't see very many entrepreneurs that are coming out, like, you know, with our kids <laughs> are still little, you know, in your, yeah, you're doing. I mean, this is just hard. Yeah. Right? But that said, there's been so many fortunate bounces for us, right? So fortunately, we did have those early customers, and fortunately, they were kind to us, and you know, they understood where we were in our journey. Um, so we're still kind of in that. We're we're kind of crossing the chasm. I don't know if mm-hmm. you read that book. Yep, I did. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know where we we have some great names, you know that that are working with us, and. Uh, Fortunately, we have them and we love them and appreciate them, you know, and they're giving us feedback and it's getting better and better. I have a great co-founder now. His name is Tyler Stevens, and he's got that muscle, that entrepreneurship muscle. He worked at an incubator where he was taking companies zero to one, zero to one, zero to one, zero to one. And I was so surprised at the velocity at which Tyler really understood FedRAMP and really understood you know, SOC 2 and compliance and security where he's had a product now. I'm not head of product anymore. Um, he's so good, right? So yeah, I got fortunate bounces and we have partners and, you know, people that are willing to go scrappy mode with us and, you yeah. know, come on full-time, you know, so it's great. That is great. I, and I mean, you, you touched on it a little bit, but the the move in sales and marketing from your own network to outside of your own network, Um <laughs> is a very challenging step, right? I mean, it, it's one of those ones where you kind of think to yourself, huh, you know, I, where's my next customer going to come from? And I, and I'm still getting the benefit of some of the referrals, but I need to scale it. And right. that referral based doesn't necessarily scale at a pace that you are ready for this, the software to scale. So how did, how did you, or how are you right now? It's, are you right? I'm definitely not 
definitely not there. And in fact, like if anyone's listening on LinkedIn, I'm sorry if you may have gotten like a canned message from me just saying like, hey, which which I honestly, I feel so stupid because I honestly hate that, right? When someone reaches out to me and's like, and so, yeah, it's like, I learned the hard way, honestly. It's like face plant after face plant. And then, you know, just a fortunate balance, right? So yeah. much luck involved, right? But I have Tyler's. You, a lot of times in, in business, you know, when I was working for the man, right, you, you tend to hire people that are like you mm-hmm. and because uh, you want to go to work with your friends, right? And I, that absolutely is the case. Me and Tyler have a great relationship. Um, but as I've gotten older, I've, I've come to like appreciate different viewpoints a lot more than when I was younger. You know, you want people to agree with you. It's human nature. You want to be liked. Um, but Tyler is really good about being source critical and he can just, you need someone who can call you out on your BS. And so if there's someone that's willing to do that, you know, cherish that person. So a lot of the credit of our, you know, branding, um, and our marketing efforts goes to, you know, partners that I have, you know, my co-founder, uh, we do have partnership with an incubator here in Provo called Rev Road. And they are just the best people in the world and we love them. And so they're helping us out a lot, right? Um, to to kind of steer the ship. I like their model. I can tell you about them if you want to, but um, they're it's just really good people. So you need people that can yeah. help you because I just don't have that expertise, but I'm getting it and it's so fun to learn it, right? Uh, that's one of the, the great parts about entrepreneurship, right? Is just, yeah. you learn everything. I was programming six weeks ago and now I don't, I got fired from the dev team after I, um, <laughs> after I, after I released something into production that was uh, probably shouldn't, it wasn't ready. <laughs> what happens if I press this? Well, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> several things you just said, I will, I will give you, you know, it's a compliment, but it's so true, which is a, a really good CEO does surround himself or herself or themselves with people who don't think like them, who are not afraid to tell the CEO when they're wrong and maybe kick them out of the dev team. <laughs> so, yeah, he um, totally told me that. He told, and it was, and I was like, yes, I did it. I was like, finally. <laughs> so kudos to you on that. I'm, I, I know we're running out of time. I have a couple of questions uh, I do need to ask sure. you. So first, yeah. You know, let's let's do a little bit of selling here. What what kind of customers are you looking for, or or would you ask, you know, to to um to get in contact with you if they're listening to this podcast? Well, so thank you. Um, so the first customers that we can help really a lot are companies that have a lot of security documentation, right? So big companies um, we've helped that are managing multiple packages, multiple SOC twos, and you don't have you don't, don't have thousands of things that you're doing, but you do like a hundred things. Like you have Okta, you have, and that that helps with FedRAMP and SOC too. So we can help with that, right? For your automating your deliverables. Um, the other companies, you know, we for growth companies that don't have big budgets, you know, our platform is awesome because you're only, you know, paying a small fee to use the platform. And then, you know, you can automate and iterate and grow, you know, with Paramify. Um, and then the third option that we're working with are some three PAOs, right, who are wanting to kind of scale their services, right? 
So uh, for someone who doesn't know what a three PAO is, can you just briefly describe? Yeah, that? our auditors, right? So audit companies, right? Yeah. Um, you know, PwCs and uh, coal fires, you know, whoever it is, right? Yep. Okay. Um, next quick question, and this is simply because you said you love reading books about business and that you have a an interest in oh. finance. Uh, any books you would re- recommend to someone? Sure. Yeah. So for entrepreneurs, I'm I'm loving uh, Russell Brunson's Expert Secrets. Um, I also love uh, Hundred Million Dollar Offers by Alex Harwitz. I think is his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, just they're really cool. Um, the third one is actually probably my favorite book, and I go back to it over and over and over again. It's called Actionable Gamification by Yu Kai Chao, and it is so awesome. I love books that give you a framework because I'm, you know, what's something that's pragmatic that I can implement. So he gives you this thing called the Octalysis framework, and it's how do you optimize your business for, you know, and gamify it so that you can get, you know, more engagement from the people who use your platform and also give them more value. Super cool. I love oh, that one. I'm totally going to check that out because I often talk about how to gamify security questionnaires because yes. they're so bad. They're so bad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I love what you guys are doing. Claire. I, I took a look. That's awesome. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So is there any, uh, you know, I, I have a pay it forward question. Is there anyone that you think I should interview for this podcast? Hey, Bryce Coons. Are, if you're listening, Bryce Coons, he's the, uh, he's the chief strategy officer. He was at uh, stage two consulting, but they just merged with uh, their, they rebranded ultraviolet. So Bryce, if you're out there, come talk to Carolyn. Tell them <laughs> a little, you so little about what you do. This guy is great. I love Bryce. Love awesome. you, Bryce. If you're listening, I'm going to reach out to him. Um, okay. hey. So Kenny, thank you so much for your time. Please let listeners know how they can find you in Paramify. Hey, yeah. Thanks. Paramify.com is our site so far. And you can uh, follow us on social media uh, on LinkedIn. Paramify, you can follow me on social media, Kenny Scott. Um, and uh, let's Paramify on Instagram if you want, if you're if that's your thing. <laughs> awesome. Thanks again. And for those of you who are listening, you can find all of our blogs in this podcast on Substack and Apple Podcasts at the Security Expert Marketplace. Thanks again, Kenny. Awesome talking to you. Could keep going forever, but have a great day. All right. Thanks, you too. See ya. See ya. Ciao.